The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Buck's Beat. This is episode 72, and it's a Georgia-Florida game preview featuring both Kirby Smart and legendary Gator quarterback Danny Warfel. Buck's Beat is sponsored by Mickey Himes and the GetMickey.com team at Keller Williams. Man, if you're searching for a Lake Lanier property or a home up 400, Mickey Himes is a no-brainer. Looking to win in a multi-offer situation? Would you like to sell fast with a guaranteed offer? Well, call Mickey right now at 678-341-7474. Or go to getmickey.com, click, and get answers fast. Mickey is an awesome guy and will get the job done. All right, let's talk Georgia, Florida. The Bulldogs have reversed the trend in this, one of the top rivalry games in college football. Georgia's won four of the last five and beat up the Gators last season 34-7. to This year, the Dogs are going to hit Jacksonville rated number one in the country, while the Gators are in transition under first-year head coach Billy Napier. At taping, Georgia is listed out of Vegas as a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. Napier inherited a suspect roster with the big challenge of changing the culture and jump-starting the Gators recruiting, which had slipped under Mullen and Grantham. A Florida upset would be huge for the Gators, but is that possible? Lord, let's hope not. In episode 71, I focused on the Bulldog offense. Let's break it down on that side of the ball first. Defensively, the Gators arrive in Jacksonville with some serious issues. The biggest issue is on third down. No defense in college football is playing worse on third down than the Florida Gators, who are allowing a conversion rate of an unheard of 54%. And, man, it's not getting any better. The last two games – Missouri and LSU converted 17 of 29 third-down situations. That's awful. Watching video of the Gators' defense, the thing that really stands out is the soft coverage. Seeing a lot of that, Gator corners are playing off receivers and backpedaling at the snap. The big cushion has resulted in this. Florida secondary is last in the SEC and passes defended. And if their plan stays the same in Jacksonville, the Bulldog offense could be set up for a big performance. As you know, Stetson had a couple of touchdown passes against Vandy and appears to be back on track. I was never concerned. Maybe you were. The bye week and the downtime gave ex-wide receiver A.D. Mitchell and Arian Smith some extra time to heal up. Let me be real for a minute. The dogs are going to stay number one. They need both Mitchell and Smith back on the field making plays the rest of the way. 
Meanwhile, the run game looks pretty good. They've cleaned it up on first down. The dogs are balanced and thriving in the red zone where they are scoring touchdowns 67% of the time. Gators defense, man, they've got their hands full in this matchup. Joining me now, the Georgia Bulldog head coach, Coach Kirby Smart. Been busy on the recruiting trail here. Uh, Kirby, how's the life on the road recruiting these days? Oh, it's been great. Um, uh, it's good to get out, you know, publicize these high schools and get around uh, the players and, and give the high schools the recognition they deserve. Coach, I, I get a kick out of these people say it's an off week. Uh, you <laughs> guys are working all the time. I call it a bye week. And so, uh, you know, as far as the uh, the coaching staff goes, is this one of those weeks you're doing a lot of self-scouting, looking at uh, at your team and what they've been doing? Yeah, a lot of that. We we, we, we call it work week. It's a chance to get better. <laughs> and uh, we told them, you know, there's two kinds of, kinds of team. The average team that, that looks at a bye week is a chance to just rest, recover, relax, uh, coast. And then the elite teams who, who, who attack their weaknesses, who get uh, extra recovery, who get uh, extra work in. And that's what we're trying to be as an elite team. So uh, it's it been great so far and done a good job. Heading into a tough stretch here, I don't know, you're focused on the Gators down in Jacksonville. What is it that impresses you about Billy Napier and the job he's done down there with the Gators so far? Well, he's really consistent. He's got a, a philosophy he believes in. You think about every game he's been in, he's done a really good job of uh, of keeping the games close and uh, understanding how to uh, manage the clock with his team. Um, played really physical against uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, Utah. Um, they're an extremely physical football team, even LSU. They, they they know how to run the ball. They got good backs. Extremely athletic quarterback. You know, I just I, I know Billy well, and I know the way he coaches. He does a great job. You guys are going to face a lot of top-quality quarterbacks here the rest of the way, and the Gators have a guy that uh, Richardson, a big-time runner, uh, I would imagine you guys are going to be getting ready to face that quarterback running the football a little bit down in Jacksonville. Yeah, well, he can do both. He's a great athlete. You know, he's got a super strong arm, powerful arm. Uh, his, run, his runs have been extremely explosive. Uh, he's hard to tackle, uh, and they do a really good job of utilizing his skill set. Coach, how much uh, – we've got one of our staff members here. I was asking them what what they would ask you, and uh, one of them said uh, – wanted to know how much motivating do you have to do with uh, your team from week to week? Uh, you know, is it something you got to do most every week, or is it uh, your team is – is self-motivating or the the seniors doing a good job of that for you most weeks how how's that go well i don't i don't think it's anybody's individual responsibility it's 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 each player's um job to to handle their own you know self-motivation i think we do a good job of uh telling them what we need from them and what the plan is each week but the the players carry out uh the the message and the energy that we need to be successful so i don't i don't really see it falling on one one entity it falls on all of us is that something you're looking for uh the the student athlete when you're recruiting is uh one of the the things you're looking at just what is he a self-motivated guy does he need to be motivated yeah, I mean, that along with a lot of things, that's an important attribute to have and hard to measure it, you know, in high school because we don't get uh, to be around these guys much. But um, it's definitely one of the important traits of a, of a good football player, a good student athlete. Coach, how are you feeling about your team at this point in time in the season? 
uh, as you get ready for this tough stretch everybody's looking at? Well, it's, it's real simple. we got to get better. And uh, we know what's coming down the road, and we don't look down the road. We look at where we are today, and, and that's been the focus this week. Be where our feet are. Really focus on um, – um, what you're doing now so that later um, you can be at your best when your best is needed. And uh, don't wait to, to, to get ready. We're, we're, we're getting ready now. Coach, what about that ex-wide receiver spot? Is there a chance you're going to get Mitchell back for this uh, stretch run? Uh, guy like Arian Smith. I, I see you got Coach McClendon. Looks like he's done a nice job with Bell and Meeks developing some of these young wide receivers. Uh, what are your expectations out there uh, heading uh, the rest of the way? Well, we're trying to get everybody healthy, not just those guys. And uh, that's the hard thing about football. You've got to create depth on your team uh, so that if you have injuries, you can overcome them. And if you have them, you've got to try to get them back. And that's certainly what we've tried to do is, is get everybody back so we can make the stretch run. Coach, you know you're busy. We appreciate your time. Every time you, you come on, we appreciate it very much. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And go dogs. The Gators' offense has been on a roller coaster ride with talented young quarterback Anthony Richardson running the show. There have been some impressive moments, and there have been some not-so-good moments. His deep ball throws, man, I mean, it's really impressive. Those are NFL-caliber deep ball throws that this young man is making. But he has no touch on the underneath stuff. I mean, he really needs to back off on the velocity and give his receivers a more catchable ball on the quick stuff. George's defense... No, it's shocking, but they're last in the SEC with only seven sacks, and that's good for 125th in college football. Folks are only 131 teams. This is awful. But the biggest factor on this side of the ball in this game will be defending the Gators' run game. They hit Jacksonville as a top-20 rushing attack. Their offensive line consistently is opening holes for an impressive running back group of Naquan Wright, Trevor Etienne, and Montrell Johnson. Those guys are legit. And obviously, Anthony Richardson is a talented and dangerous runner at the quarterback position. This Bulldogs run defense is going to get tested against the Gators. All right, let's go to the uh, Hobson and Hobson newsmaker line. Bring on Gator legend and Heisman Trophy winner doing great things, Danny Warfel. All right, we got, as you call it, the Florida-Georgia game coming up next week. Uh, Danny, what do you make of Anthony Richardson and, and the job he's been doing so far? I think he's doing fantastic. I think he was a little bit of a victim of overhype. Uh, and, you know, he's a young kid. He'd only started one game prior to this year. He's very talented. I think he's developing really well. He had a couple games where I think he kind of got in his head a little bit as a young guy. You know, this is a it's a really neat offense that they're running, but I think it's a little bit more complicated on the quarterback than a lot of other offenses. And so he's developing each week, um, and I think he's he's doing great. I mean, he 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 made plenty of plays last week for the offense to for our team to beat LSU. Just our defense sort of foiled so uh, i'm really pleased with him i like him as a young man and i think he's going to continue to develop and be a great quarterback for florida and beyond i hope uh billy napier the the new head coach for the gators uh, came in he uh, you know took the roster they had he's uh, developing a new culture he's he's working hard on the recruiting trail uh, what's been your first impression of coach napier 
I'm very impressed. All the things that you just said, I'm seeing it in real time. I've spent more time down there in the last seven or eight months than I probably have in other years for for a lot of different reasons. But I'm just really impressed with the culture, as you mentioned. The the recruiting is unbelievable what they're doing. And, uh, you know, know, he's you got a little bit of the, the Kirby smart ish like uh piece and, and hopefully we'll, we'll kind of trend, trend like Kirby did. You know, he got, he inherited a team. He had to kind of rebuild it a bit, but, but through his processes and recruiting and development, obviously George is just a powerhouse. So hopefully, hopefully we'll be, uh, be on that same trend over the next couple of years, but uh, we're not, not there yet. So you've been impressed with Kirby smart and the job he's done at Georgia. Oh man. I don't know how you couldn't be. I mean, just, um, Georgia's always uh, been a really great team and always had quality players and coaches and done well, but just the, the, the intensity of the recruiting, the culture, the, the dominance over these past few years have been really, really impressive. I, uh, you know, it pains me a bit as a, as a loyal Gator, but just as a football fan, it's, it's fun to see. And you played against Kirby. Do you remember, uh, him as a defensive back going up against him down in Jacksonville? Yeah, I actually think we we played against him in Athens that one year when uh, when, when we we scored a lot of points. I'm doing my best here, Buck, not to get too cocky or say anything. But no, you uh, were four zero. Yeah, that was a really good. Uh, we had a good run, and um, you know, I I did know post that that he was there. I probably didn't didn't remember or know him at the time, but uh, definitely know we we played against each other a few years. Danny, you've you've played in the rivalry both in Jacksonville and Athens and Gainesville. There's been a lot of talk, at least from the Georgia side, about bringing the uh, the game back to Athens for recruiting purposes. I mean, you you've experienced the uh, whole gamut of where this game can be played. So so, what's your opinion on this? Uh, where do you prefer to see the game played uh, in Jacksonville every year? Uh, did you like the home and home experience that you had in Gainesville and Athens? You know, I think there's just something unique about it being in Jacksonville. For so, from that perspective, from a fan's perspective, I think that's cool, and I would love to to see that. I definitely understand in this day and age, uh, a home recruiting weekend is very important for building a program. So I get that on both sides. Um, but, uh, just my, my history leads me to, to, to like it in Jacksonville. You know, we played it in both places and it was great, but it's kind of like any other home away game. You, that's what you do all the time. So to have something unique, you know, whether it was the fans quartered off or halved off as they've done it is it's kind of a cool, cool environment. And, um, so I, I prefer the Jacksonville, but I support whatever. Danny, I've got a, a longtime friend. He played tennis at Georgia when I was at UGA, and he's totally into this pickleball thing. He says you're out there dominating these days, man. You're you're totally in it, and you got the pickle bowl coming up as part of the Desire Cup a golf tournament, also. Yeah, I have really fallen in love. It's a weird name for a sport, but it's a it's a great sport, fastest growing sport in the country. Anyone can play. It's a very simple game to get in and play, and then it also is complex enough to have world-class athletes competing at the highest level. And uh, so I've loved it. We added a what we thought was going to be a small pickleball pickleball tournament, and it has just morphed into a monstrous event next Wednesday, right <laughs> before we have. It's a celebrity pro-am now, and we've got some of the best, literally best pickleball pros in the world that are coming, and we're pairing them with celebrities from 
the same alma mater. So I'm playing with the pro from Florida. Matt Stinchcomb is playing with a guy from Georgia. We've got Philip Phillips, who won American Idol, who is a huge Georgia fan. He's also playing with the Georgia for Georgia team. We've got Drew Brees playing for Purdue. We've got professional volleyball players, golfers, Rick Barry's playing, um, the basketball players. So it's going to be a real fun live-streamed event and uh, just another way to raise money and, and have fun. Looking forward to being a part of it for the first time, uh, Danny. We'll, we'll look forward to seeing you next week down there. Sure, appreciate you, man. Thanks again. See you next week. In summary, I see the Gators facing the same deal as last season. It will take a rivalry win over Florida State in the series of the season finale to make it to a bowl game, just like last season. And, yes, I see Georgia winning this matchup and setting up a huge showdown with Tennessee at Sanford Stadium. More on that epic top five matchup next week. But that's going to do it for this episode of Bucks Beat. Remember to like and subscribe and to come on back next week. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash john. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.